of God this morning. And our theme in, uh, in December, we've been actually speaking together, and our theme this uh, Christmas season has been, how many know what our theme has been? It's not a trick, guys. I never trick people at church. I'm very good at church sharing Jesus, right? Because Christmas is really about Jesus. I know that sounds like a cliche, but sometimes we need really to think about that because in the hustle and the bustle and getting all the different things and tradition and doing this, December is one of the busiest months that they are. How many have like three Christmases yet to do or maybe five or more to go on? You know what I mean? But, but in the busyness of all that, we could forget what it's really about. I, I like to think of Christmas as the beginning of Easter. That's the season. Here's, here's the reason for the season. But really, it, it, when we think of we have to look at Christmas as a whole as Easter and why he came. So keeping up with that theme, what I want to do this morning is really, when you talk about the Christmas story, um, um, when you think about even the whole Bible is about Jesus. But it, when you think about the Christmas story, not much is talked about. Or the, the Bible doesn't talk that much about Mary and Joseph. Okay, we focus on Jesus, but you know Mary and Joseph played a big role uh, in, in, in the Christmas story. And they played a big role in sharing Jesus with the world. I love a line that we sang this morning in the songs. Okay, you know, um, uh, th- th- um, you brought heaven down. I, I, I forgot the line, but it's about Jesus you brought. I have to sing it to remember. You brought heaven down. You brought heaven down, you know. And that's what it is, you know. God, God brought heaven down. How many are thankful that he did that? He brought heaven down. The world was so messed up, but he, he, he brought heaven down to give us peace, to give us joy, to give us salvation. And that's what it's all about. But you know, um, for heaven to come down, it was a risk for God. It was a risk that he had to take, you know. And, and he entrusted Mary and Joseph. And, and, and I want to look at their lives because they had a unique calling and a unique uh, purpose in the whole story. And, 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 and looking at their story and their uniqueness and their calling and their purpose and how they fulfilled it. Um, uh, and, and because they did, we have a Savior. That we all re- enjoy a relationship with God this morning because they fulfilled their part. And like Mary and Joseph, we also have a unique calling. You might not think, you may, maybe you came into the service today thinking you're just an ordinary person. Yeah, you are, but God made us all different and we all have a unique calling. Look at the person next to you and say, you are unique. And you have a unique calling. So we're going to read Mary's story here in Luke chapter 1. And we'll start at verse 28. I know it's up there if you don't have it in your hand. At verse 28 of Luke 1, it says, And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at this saying and considered... At the, his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was and then the angel said to her do not be afraid Mary for you have found favor with God and behold you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus he will be great and he will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end and then Mary said to the angel how can this be since I do not know a man and the angel answered and said to her The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Awesome. So, and then if you uh, flip backwards to Matthew, first book of the New Testament, chapter 1, I want to read from verse 18, and this is kind of where Joseph comes into the picture. Um, uh, It says that this is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. 
But before the marriage took place, while they were still, when she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom was he, she was engaged, was a righteous man, and he did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break up the engagement quietly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as, as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So today we're talking about sharing Jesus with the world and how Mary and Joseph shared Jesus. They shared Jesus. In order to share Jesus with the world, Mary and Joseph, they went through a lot of physical, everyday things in their life that involved sacrifice and service. To start out with, um, at the beginning, near the beginning of their relationship, they were suddenly parents of a newborn. Any of you have ever had a baby or watched somebody with a baby? You know that involves a lot of sacrifice and service, right? That's experience talking right there. Yeah, that's experience. (laughs) There are a lot of life changes, like forget about sleep. You're no longer able to walk out the door without (laughs) thinking about your responsibility. And this was right at the beginning of their relationship. I'll never forget when we brought our first baby home. And we had a lot of experience with newborns. I especially did. And I thought, ah, this is, you know, I was just ready for this. No big life change. And then, like, it was less than a week later. And we had the habit of going just down the street. We had a Russ's Market. And we could rent some movies there. And we, we were like, hey, let's go get a movie. You know, we're inside all the time with this newborn. So we're like, yeah, let's do it. And we realized suddenly we had a sleeping baby. And we used to go together to pick out the movie. I don't want him picking it out. He didn't want me picking it out. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> we she always together. picked it out. So then let's just clear this up. And it out. was like all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my word, our life is different because we're either waking up a sleeping child or one of us is going alone. Like, it just kind of struck me like, whoa, this is not going to be the same for a long time. <laughs> it was really. But Mary and Joseph, they, okay, they were probably not going out to rent a movie, but they had all of a sudden their life was changed and it was right at the beginning of their relationship. They, uh, they were caring for him, for Jesus and nurturing him. They were providing for him. They're teaching him life skills. They're protecting him. These are two ordinary people. They were righteous, but they were also ordinary people. They accepted the call of God in their lives and they were doing an extraordinary thing. Ordinary people accepting the call of God on their lives doing extraordinary things, right? We're really not different from them. Our ordinary lives can be extraordinary when we accept the call of God on our lives because of the Holy Spirit power on us. Amen. We can't talk about babies without recognizing Sam and Abigail. They they have their little one for the first time in the service this week. Show him off over there so we can... It's a curve. Oh, did I say say he... (laughs) You said, show him off. <laughs> oh, show yeah. her off. You I'm prophesying <laughs> for the next one here. I'm, I'm feeling the spirit around here. So anyway, congratulations. Someone told me that when I announced it, I didn't say the name. I can't assume everybody did the name. It's Faith. Little Faith. Welcome to the service. Yeah. But you know, when you, when you picture this life story, and, 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 and if you're a parent, any parent in the house, just build me up a little bit by saying amen. I hear you. It's a sacrificial life. You know, I've never met a parent. Well, I guess, hey, let me back that up. Good parents really sacrifice their lives for their kids. You know, I was talking to a parent recently. and was like, hey, he took a job that pays him little. And he knows he has a lot more potential. But the job gave him an opportunity 
to do something for his kids. And he goes, I know, you know, so, and kids make choices of what they're going to do in life and all that. But, but parents every day, you know, when parents are struggling, you know, your story after story uh, of people maybe struggling with food, parents will take care of their kids and kids will never know the sacrifices that the parents make uh, and sometimes never even appreciate it. But you know, God keeps good book. I always say God keeps good book. Don't worry. He knows. He knows. So, but parents, it's a, it, parenting is a life of sacrifice, you know, um, it deals with every, every selfish bone in you gets confronted every single day. Just when you plan that, hey, I'm off today and I'm going to sleep in. Oh, yeah. And, and that's just at the beginning. And they're not teenagers yet. They're not two yet. They're not teenagers yet. Uh, and, you know, and then, and, and, and then the, the rest is history. And we know this because we did this to our parents as well. But, but, <laughs> but sharing Jesus really includes sacrifice. When we look at Mary and Joseph and how they sacrificed their life, their life got really complicated. And it got complicated really fast. They didn't have anything. They weren't planning for all this. It just kind of happened to them. And they had a choice to decide. See, God will never impose anything on it. I will say, God is a gentleman. Satan's a bully, if you want to kind of think about it. Satan doesn't need you to open the door for him to come. You go outside, forget to just latch it on properly, he will sneak in. You leave the window open, he'll sneak in through the window and cook himself a good meal and have a good time. But God always knocks on the door. He never forces. One of the, and so Joseph and Mary, everything they had to go through wasn't given to them only. They had to choose to say, God, I hear what you're saying. I know this just kind of changed my life upside down. I wasn't ready for this. If I had to choose it, I probably would say no. But, I, but, but Mary says, be it unto me according to your word. And they took on the task. And one of, the point I want to make is this. If we're going to tell the world about Jesus, and I know people right now, Christmas can be one of the saddest times for people. In fact, I talked to two people this week that they were having a hard time because this has been a a rough year for them. And the holidays that have a way uh, of making all the pressures and everything else, uh, we keep the superficial happiness out, but people are hiding inside. And we don't have to live that way when we know Christ, when we have Christ inside of us. We don't have to live that way. We can really enjoy the joy of, G- uh, 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 of Christmas, of Jesus, because if we see it for what it really is, and I mean it. I'm not saying you shouldn't have fun and everything, but boy, we are the ones that are to show the world the reason. And sometimes it's going to take sacrifice on our time. It will cost us. In, it, sometimes it will cost. In fact, it will always cost. In fact, nothing of value comes, nothing meaningful comes without without a cost, without a price. Some of the greatest uh, people that have advanced the gospel over the years, some of the greatest missionary stories, some of the reason that we are sitting here is that somebody in your life, maybe your family member, maybe a friend, put some things out of the line. It requires us to get out of our comfort zone and be willing to sacrifice and lay it all on the line so that people can come to know Jesus. If you feel like what, what, you're, what God's called you to do seems very hard, it's the sacrifice, it's the cost, because nothing, like he said, nothing worth doing does not have sacrifice and cost. Um, Mary and Joseph, they even sacrificed their short-term reputation. They put yep. everything on the line. 
And the other area we wanted to, to talk to you about is of how they, um, how Mary and Joseph had to serve was they, or how to, how to share Jesus was they served. They served. You know, Joseph was a carpenter. The Greek word for his, what he did was actually tekton, which is used like in, in his versatile skill building a craftsman of various kinds of materials like wood and stone. And so Jesus grew up under this trade. He learned a lot, probably just being around it, if nothing else. And he took those experiences as he ministered and shared the kingdom of God. And he, he would use those like when he talked about the wise man building his house on a rock, different, different examples. But friends and acquaintances of Jesus knew that Jesus understood exactly what he was talking about. But Joseph's, Joseph served his family. He served by providing for them, uh, for his family. He served by providing for Jesus. You know, service is not optional. It is paramount in the kingdom. The kingdom of God is not built by those who sit around. And jo- uh, Jesus emphasized service a lot to his disciples. When you read the Gospels, you see it. Service, service. The greatest among you, what does he say, is the servant of uh-huh. all. Service does not come naturally to us. Our human nature would rather have comfort or to be served. But, you know, the gospel is where it is today because of people who serve. It's come since 2,000 years ago. It has come this far to us because of people who served and who who laid down their lives and served. And um, many of the very most impactful stories that you will hear um, of people sharing the gospel is when people, someone stepped up and served because nothing gets built without action. We have to be willing to put our boots on and go to work. And you know, um, Jesus, or Mary and Joseph, they showed this by serving Jesus every day. They were his parents, so they literally served. If you're a parent, you know, like, you, it is an act of service. It's an act of service over and over and over. And sometimes you're tired and you have to change one more diaper or you have to correct that two-year-old one more time or call that teenager back to do their job one more time. And it, it, um, Mary and Joseph, they had that tangible, visible reminder that they were serving Jesus. Here's Jesus running around among them. They were serving him as they raised him as, as their child. But we also, in whatever we're doing day to day, we are also serving Jesus if we if we choose to we can serve him in our everyday day-to-day thing whether it's parenting whether it's in our jobs and reminding ourselves that that we're serving the Lord just just like Mary and Joseph served raising him they have that reminder but we can remind ourselves because what we're doing if we choose to let the Lord work through us in our ordinary jobs in our ordinary lives while we're raising our children we can make an impact for the kingdom if we choose to let him work through us. And we can do it by serving, being ser- having servants' hearts, serving people. They served, Je- they served Jesus, and that is literally what we're doing, too, in our everyday lives. When we're being open to what he has called us to do, and we are listening to his voice as we walk through our lives. That's good. You know, <clears throat> I was thinking about Paul. The process, he says, you know, he, he got this. Because at one point when he, when he really got the message of the gospel and he turned his life around, he decided to live for the Lord completely. And, and there's some of the phrases that he's used uh, amazes me. And kind of it makes a lot more sense with this. One of the times he says, you know, um, uh, he, he says that for, 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 for this life that I live now, it's not me who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Uh, what, what, what does that mean? He's like, my life consists of many things, you know. 
And sometimes life is not even exciting. Sometimes it's mundane. And, 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 and I think about this story, and, and it's easy to lose the details of, of the everyday while the baby was born. He was an awesome baby. Angels came and sang for him. Uh, and, uh, and, and a wise man from afar came and brought frankincense and myrrh. I don't know what myrrh is, but uh, it was beautiful, you know. And then and the story ends, but you realize until Jesus started his ministry and launched out on his own, there were parents just like parents sitting here today and dealing with every, everyday things. And life is sometimes it's mundane, but, but if we decide to transfer everything we have, to the Lord and decide that we are living for the kingdom. We are living to serve God um, uh, with our lives. That uh, my family, my kids are not my kids. They are the Lord's kids. And so if they're the Lord's kids, I'm a custodian. And so I raise them differently. If I think this is a son of God, this is a daughter of God, and the Lord's given me a few years to, to, to raise a son of God and a, and, a, and a daughter of God. You know, it changes a lot of the, uh, how the decisions I make in choosing that. When I feel like, hey, God's given me this job or this business that I'm engaged in, and, and in doing so, I am doing it for the glory of God. We were saying, yeah, we, we give you all the glory. What do we mean by that? Give you all the glory. That means it encompasses everything in our life. I think uh, uh, we start having more purpose and realizing that God can utilize my gifts, my talents, my money, my time, my energy. And if that, what we do, advances and it brings someone closer to Jesus, it becomes worth it. I know it's Christmas morning and you think, Pastor Solo, sacrifice and service, really? That, that's, I want like a feel-good thing, you know? Like Santa is real. How dare you doubt him? You know, you want something that ends really well. But let me tell you this. That's the biggest lie that's ever come from the pit of hell. And it's kept so many believers not heeding the mark or not even enjoying the blessing that the Lord has in their lives. Sacrifice and service, when it's done for the Lord, you, I can tell you right now, you will never be able in your wildest dream, be able to outgive God. I've seen people that actually put on the line, people that serve with all they have, people that give the Lord all they have. They never lack because God watches over them. You see, Joseph, you think about the story. I can't read it, but just some of the parts of the stories. He finds out that Herod is threatened by this baby king that's been born. And he wants to kill the king. You know, Jesus was vulnerable. He was a baby like any other baby. He was a fully human being. If Herod would have got his hands on him and killed him, he would have died prematurely. And God would have had another plan. So even God took a risk to have him go that route that he did. But because, of the, because they said yes to God's plan in their lives, they are more sensitive to the Lord's direction, to the Lord's calling. How else would he know God the voice of the Holy Spirit became a lot more clear to them because they said yes to God. You know what I've learned in my Christian walk? What I've learned even in walking with Christ is that the more you learn to hear His voice, the more you obey, the clearer, the clearer His voice comes. Just a sidetrack, and I can tell you this, a sidetrack in, 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 in the Samuel. Samuel became one of the pro, most prolific prophets of the Old Testament. He prophesied the coming of Jesus, by the way. And when Samuel first started learning to hear God's voice, Samuel was in the temple with Eli. 
And he hears someone call him, and he runs to Eli, and he says, Hey, Eli, did you call me? Eli says, No, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep, kid. He goes back to sleep. He comes up, Eli, I promise I had you call me. No, no, I didn't. And Eli was sensitive enough to recognize God was calling on Samuel. And he says, Samuel, here's what you need to do. And I think, listen to the words. Eli says to him, Next time you hear that voice, I want you to say this, Lord, speak to me. Your servant is listening. See the connection with service and hearing? And he says, Lord, speak to me. Your servant is listening. And, and that was the first time where he started understanding the voice of the Holy Spirit in his life. And when you look at this prophet and his life, he was absolutely remarkable. He will prophesy things hundreds of years to come with pinpoint accuracy. And it's not different for us. It's obedience and being willing to serve that makes us more sensitive to the Lord's Spirit. And this happened for Joseph because he was able to hear God's voice and say, hey, take your wife, take your little kiddo and run. He could have been caught, left, caught off guard because he didn't know. But because he was a guy that was always saying yes to God, yes to God, yes to God, even if it means sacrifice on my part, even means it means service on my part, yes to God, his heart became more and more sensitive to the Lord's voice, and God would give him direction. He'd give him insight on when to come back. You know, he sacrificed his life. He had a shop probably going on, but he had to leave. It's not like he had a job lined up in Egypt or anything like that, but, but God provided. Point is this, to close this, is that when we uh, open our hearts, and this is what Christmas is all about, when we open our hearts to say yes to God and say, tell the world, you know, we sing, go tell it on the mountains. Not just a song, but be intent on saying, we want to share this Jesus, not just figurative Jesus, but the real Jesus that saves lives, that transforms lives, that delivers. I feel we are going to say yes to Jesus, even if it involves sacrifice and service on our part. God will bless your life so much so you won't even believe it. He, that's why Jesus said, you want the best in your life? Don't you think God already knows what you need? He knows how much money is in your bank account or how much money is not in your bank account. He knows exactly the things that you're thinking about next week. He says he knows all this. Don't be like non-believers. This is what Jesus says, who worry about all these things about life. But you know this, that God already knows about your life. He knows your address. He knows everything that is to know. He knows the needs that we don't even know about. He says, here's what I want you to focus on. If you do this, you'll be all right. He says, you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So sacrifice and service, there you got it on Christmas morning. The most important thing I think is that we keep an eternal perspective because if we keep our perspective in this earth, in this world, in this life, this hundred years that we have, give or take, probably take, a <laughs> hundred years is a lot, but... Uh, it is very, it is so, so very short in the scope of eternity. Mary and Joseph said yes, and they got to make an impact on eternity and the kingdom of God for eternity. And we also have that opportunity. We'll get that opportunity in big ways, but we'll get that opportunity in little ways too, day to day, throughout our days, to make an impact on eternity And we, when we also say yes to, to the Lord. I'm going to close with this verse, 2 Timothy 4, 5. Because it sums it all up. He says, but you should keep a clear mind on, in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry which God has given you. Um, um, <clears throat> it's, 
and, and, and here's where we have to kind of re- remind her, and, and I don't know how it's for you. Maybe it's exciting right now. Maybe it's sad right now. Maybe it's stressful right now because maybe you left cookies in the oven this morning before you left, <laughs> and you're not sure if they got turned off or anything. But, but, but here's what she's saying. is like, hey, there's a lot going on. Life is always going to have its distractions. You're not going to always choose what comes. But says, if you can keep a clear mind all that, never losing sight of the key thing, and that is telling people the good news. What's the good news? It's the gospel of Jesus. Keeping that, and you carry out, that, that, that you will fulfill. The, another translation says, therefore fulfilling your ministry. And I feel like really telling people the good news, being, doing the work of the evangelist, is the key to fulfilling your calling in your life. Um, um, and the last, my, last my, I find my final last one, I promise. Going back to the Christmas story. You know, I told you that God's not a bully. God is a gentleman. You know, the story ended up even when Jesus was born uh, in Bethlehem. And I can tell you that the, it did not snow in Bethlehem. I, I lived a lot closer. I grew up a lot closer than, than here. But, uh, but, but anyway, when, he, when, when, when they went there, they didn't have a place. They didn't have room. They couldn't find a place even for her to, to, to give back to uh, at a decent place. And, and they went on asking, and, 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 and the doors were shut everywhere they went. And, 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 and it kind of tells us about the nature of God. Uh, even when, when we're talking here this morning about sharing Jesus, you know, if you haven't really given your heart to Jesus, you can't really share him. You have to open the door for him. God will never force you to do it. It says in Revelation that the Lord's always knocking at the door. Would there be room in your heart? Would you open the door for him? So maybe you are here even today and you're listening to us. And, and, and this 2017 has been a life where you really have lived for yourself. You haven't lived for God. Uh, you, don't have, you don't have to start a new year that way. You can listen to that voice of Jesus knocking on your door. And would there be room in your heart? Mary and Joseph looked around. Many people closed the door on them. Don't close the door on the Lord. Open your heart to him today. Start a new year at a new place with God in your life. Having, and living for him in your life. Would you stand with me? We're going to pray. Did you receive something?